Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This podcast is brought to you by eHarmony, the dating app to find someone you can be yourself with. Why doesn't eHarmony allow copy and paste in first messages? Because you are unique and your conversations should reflect that. eHarmony wants you to find someone who will get you. How are you going to know who gets you if people send you the same generic conversation starters they message everyone else? Conversations that actually help you get to know each other. Imagine that. Get who gets you on eHarmony. Sign up today. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Welcome to the Make Your Damn Bed podcast, a low-key, real-talk, motivation podcast to play while you make your bed every morning to incorporate healthy routine into your day-to-day. Build momentum and better your life. Good morning, sunshine. Welcome to another day of the Make Your Damn Bed podcast. Today is a continuation episode. We're talking about how to set boundaries around empathy. So if you want to listen to the two episodes I did prior to this in the series, you can scroll back up and listen to those too. Or you can watch the video versions at youtube.com slash Julie if that's your vibe. Otherwise, I really do try to make every episode standalone. So if you want to just stick it out, feel free to do that. Since we have been talking a little bit about the concept of empathy burnout, I wanted to talk about some ways that we can improve our empathy skills by setting firm boundaries around them to ensure that we're both connecting with the world around us and not losing sight of our own inner world in the process. And for me, it starts with recognizing where I'm at in the moment. If somebody needs something from me and I'm emotionally drained, I need to recognize that before I agree or disagree with whatever they need. By recognizing my own energy levels and my emotional state in the moment, it's a lot easier for me to almost budget my emotional or energetic responses in a way that doesn't burn me out, but also is actually effective for the other person. So if I can't afford to empathize in the way that I normally like to right now, then maybe it's time that I get some rest and refill my cup before I try to offer somebody else with help refilling their own. But if I am in a place where I can emotionally afford to empathize and listen, I've found it really beneficial to just practice sitting and listening quietly. It is hard for me, a fixer, a doer, a mover, and a shaker, to not interrupt and not ask my own tidbits of advice or morality conclusions, which I recognize can often feel like judgment in the moment. But if I do practice just sitting and actively listening through a form of curiosity and genuine concern, it both encourages them to share more vulnerably and honestly, and it also takes a lot of the expectation off. When I respond with, wow, that's 
wild. Can you tell me more about it? Is way more effective than that's wild. You should never do that again, right? And also by restructuring it to feel curious about the way that they're feeling, it's helped me to stop predicting their own emotions or projecting my own emotions onto them as a result. Because for me, the biggest thing that I have to remind myself is that most of the time, people don't want solutions. It is not my job to fix it for anyone else. And without making those assumptions about other people's wants, needs, or current emotional state, and by letting them fill in the blanks for me, I take so much of the emotional labor off of myself in the first place that I don't actually feel those extreme levels of burnout, especially not as much as I used to. Plus, most of the time, people just want to feel heard, seen, or valued, and a lot of the times they are just venting, and they're more likely to reach the solution that's best for their situation on their own through having an ear like yours that is non-judgmental and non-accusatory to listen to them. Plus, if it's someone else's problem, I often find myself scrambling for what I should do. But it's not my problem. I don't need to do anything but be supportive and listen. To me, an effective way to do this is by distinguishing between and actively choosing to do connected empathy rather than resentful empathy. The second I feel myself getting resentful or bitter or irritated or frustrated with someone's rants, I remind myself it is my duty to take a step back and reevaluate and come back when I can better tend to the situation without involving and centering my own emotional response to it. It's important to balance being a supportive friend, but also recognizing when you need to take the attention for your own well-being because it's not possible to be a supportive friend if you don't have support yourself. And this can come through understanding what is yours to carry versus what is theirs to carry. You can empathize and feel deeply without taking on the burden of others. This is why I value the word curiosity so stinking much, because I think it's a really valuable way to go into things with an understanding and open mind without too much expectation, because it really does always come back to those basics of making people feel seen, valued, and heard, not rescued or saved or judged, you know? And I've said it before and I'll say it again. You cannot rescue someone who, one, doesn't know how to be rescued or want to be rescued, and two, if you are not in a place to do any rescuing because you need rescuing too. Basically, what I mean is, if your cup is not full, how can you offer anything to anyone else of substance? I think it really comes down to remembering you have to tend to your own garden before you can worry about someone else's. If you are actively suffering and struggling, then you're not going to be as effective at listening and helping as you'd like to be. So sustain your own sense of self-awareness and self-preservation and boundaries that you need on a personal level at the time when you are having requests made of you. And instead of attempting to feel so deeply the same emotion as someone else, focus on the connection that can bring you to the warmth and non-judgmental understanding and love that can bring them into a more reflective and proactive frame of mind that can actually address the emotions that they're tending to. In general, when we are empathizing with someone or experiencing something alongside someone, it is really important not to center our own experience or emotional response to their experience. By creating an objective distance between your emotional reaction and someone else's experience, it is so much easier to stay kind and connected and 
helpful rather than overwhelmed and inundated by their situation. Because here's the thing. We might see our friends or our family members' emotional responses as ridiculous or objectively untrue. But that's the thing about feelings, is that their emotional response is valid. But it's not your responsibility to rescue them from the emotion. It is only your job to support them as they are able to see it more objectively. And this is a lifelong practice. I still have times where if my best friend comes to me pissed off and upset about something, shares it with me, I will sometimes get just as pissed off and upset which means I am not a helpful resource or even a supportive shoulder because I have centered my own upsetness in the situation. This is something I still regularly do, but when I remind myself that it is more work and actually counterintuitive to have to focus on managing both of our uncomfortable emotions, it becomes a hell of a lot lighter to take the burden of her experience off of mine in a way that still allows me to connect deeply with the deep feelings of my best friend without actively taking them on as my own. Because for me, the real goal with practicing a safe and connected and healthy type of empathy is to commit to this nurturing and sustainable type of relationship rather than be drained by it. And the lesson I got from this is realizing that the real art of empathy requires us to pay attention to the needs of others without sacrificing our own. And the better we get at practicing and upholding our own boundaries, essential for our own well-being, the better we'll get at creating and sustaining authentic and deeply connected relationships where both parties feel heard, seen, and validated. That does it for my empathy series. I'll be back tomorrow with a whole new episode. I love you very much. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day, and I'll talk to you tomorrow while you make your damn bed. Bye, cutie. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Make Your Damn Bed podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you never miss a day. You can also follow us on Instagram for quotes and content directly from each episode at MYDB Podcast or subscribe to the newsletter on www.makeyourdamnbedpodcast.com. If you can rate and review us on Apple Podcast or just share this with someone you think might get a kick out of it, it can and has made all the difference. So thank you. I've been your host, Julie Merica, and I hope you have a wonderful day. I'll talk to you tomorrow while you make your damn bed. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello, this is Danny Pellegrino, host of the Everything Iconic podcast, and I'm here to tell you all about Splash Refresher because hydration is mandatory, but boring is not. Now, I love my water, but if I don't spice it up, I'm not going to finish what I took out of the fridge. That's why I love my Splash Refresher, which is flavorful, delicious, bright, hydrating, and zero calories. The wild berry flavor is my fave. No, wait. Is the pineapple mango flavor my fave? You know what? All five craveable Splash Refresher flavors are my fave because they're so delicious. So get hydrated and enjoy it with Splash Refresher. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.